there were moments of doubts. There were moments of serious intensity. Mm. Um, but I felt heard. And, and I think that's the most important thing is that no matter what turn your birthing takes, you feel like you've been heard and supported every step of the way. So um, even though obviously I didn't want to have a vacuum and I you know, didn't want her to be stuck, and um, I feel very positive about, about the birth. And that's also what hypnobirthing is about, right? Is that no matter what turn your birthing takes, you walk away feeling that, um, you know, you did everything you could and no regrets, right? I don't think that starting parenthood with regrets is, is a good thing, right? Welcome to Fit as a Fiddle. My name is Dr. Sneha Ghazi, and I'm a physical therapist and business owner in New York City. Each episode, we bring you phenomenal guests in the health and wellness industry who share inspiring tips and tangible advice. This podcast is for a community of people who want to keep their mind, body, and spirit healthy and thriving. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe, review, and enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to this episode. We have Maeva Altas. She's a hypnobirthing specialist and a childbirth educator and doula. Um, we're actually meeting for the first time virtually, which is awesome because I get to hear everything for the first time, just like you guys are getting to hear. So welcome on the episode, Maeva. We're really happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm very excited to be sharing what I do with you all. So I'm a hypnobirthing childbirth educator, a doula, and a hypnotherapist. I've been teaching hypnobirthing classes in the city since 2012, as well as attending births. Um, so it's been quite a while, and recently I've just uh, given birth to a beautiful baby girl where I was able to use all of the tools that I teach in a class. So it's even better for me now to be able to teach those uh, classes. That's amazing. It's the best when you get to go through the experience yourself and then get to share that, right? Exactly. You see what works, what doesn't, and you can really draw from your experience to, to share things in a, in a deeper way. So I'm looking forward to teach again and to attend births because, uh, you know, things are going to be uh, very different, I think, in my approach. Yeah, absolutely. I think the best way to learn is to, and to improve is to go through those same things. Like, for example, I've been you know, helping people rehab for back pain forever. And then I got back pain and I'm a better clinician because of it, because now I know right. much better how, how to go through that whole process. So awesome. So tell us, I don't really know much about hypnobirthing. So I'm sure that people would love to learn more about kind of the details. What is the training like? What does it look like? What is the purpose behind it? I would just love to hear all of the above. Yeah, so the thing I always say first is that hypnobirthing is not about epidural versus no epidural. It's not about unmedicated birth, although a lot of the uh, birthing people that come to class actually are looking to avoid interventions. Um, it's really about changing your outlook on birth. That's the first thing. Uh, moving away from the fear and all the crazy stories we may have heard and finding um, more empowerment in, in the process and realizing that, uh, you know, it's your body, your birth. There's a lot of things that you can work on to have a more positive experience. So that's really where, where we're coming from. 
So we go through education, talking about what happens in the hospital, all the different interventions, all the options. We also go over real tools, right? So the hypnosis part of the program is more deep relaxation, meditation. Um, we don't do anything too crazy. Hmm? There's a lot of <laughs> breathing involved, a lot of... Nothing uh, loopy. <laughs> nothing loopy. Um, and a lot of breathing, a lot of visualizations. Um, we also teach the partner on how to be, to be present and, and to, to feel like they're part of the process. And that was actually really amazing in my own birth experience. My husband was really hands-on, knew exactly what to do. I was, uh, you know, very happy, very impressed. That's good. That's good to hear. <laughs> awesome. So tell us a little bit about the, I know you mentioned that it's like, you know, deep breathing and deep relaxation, um, almost getting into, I would say, like a meditative state where you're kind of feeling mm -hmm. present and all of that. So what does that actually look like when someone is giving birth and is actually freaking out? How do you get them to that place? I think that's the big question, right? Because people are like, this is an Olympic champion marathon event right. that may last a few hours to much more than a few hours. Right. And so how do you do that? <laughs> I'm so curious to learn. Yeah, so it, it's really preparation, right? The work happens before. Okay. Right? So of course, there's always going to be this uh, unknown. How are you going to handle things? Are you going to be able to do it? What if it becomes too much? Um, but I find that the, the more relaxed you are in the approach, the more the hormones will kind of kick in and take you to a place where, you know, you'll work with the surge, with a contraction, and it probably will be really intense, but then you're able to fully rest once the surge is over. Mm -hmm. And that allows you to be less tired and you also lose a sense of time, right? Because we're really working on letting go, on getting into this deeper part of our mind where time doesn't really matter and it doesn't really matter in birth, but you're not aware of time. Uh, at least that was my experience. Um, so, yeah, it's really just letting go mentally. That's where the work needs to happen. So the deep meditations that you do before the birth really help with that. Uh, and also feeling supported during the birth, knowing that you trust completely your team and that, you know, you let baby do what baby's supposed to do and your body work the way it's supposed to work. That's amazing. That's really great. So do you have to be a doula to be a hypnobirthing expert? Or how does it work in terms of a, being a professional? Do you need a certification? Yes. So I am a certified hypnotherapist first. So everybody who's a hypnobirthing instructor has to have taken a hypnobirthing uh, introduction course, which uh, the Hypnobirthing Institute actually offer. Um, yeah, I do think that being a doula is, is very important because it allows you to truly tell people how to use the tools in the hospital and what's that, what that's going to look like. Okay. Um, so that's, that's important. So you don't have to be a doula to be a, a hypnobirthing instructor? No, you don't. And vice versa? Exactly. Okay, cool. It's more of a specialty, right? Ah, I see. Some people will specialize in Lama, some people will specialize in Bradley. But I think now most doulas uh, bring, you know, a bag of tools and they're aware of all the different ways of um, preparing for birth. 
And also not all doulas are childbirth educators, right? So right. it's a little bit of a, a blurry, a blurry thing. Yeah. And I guess I'm sure that it's helpful to have enough things that you feel like you can provide the tools that you need for your clients to be successful, but at the same time, narrowing in your niche so you can really provide them with a specialty as well, which is, I guess, what you've done with being a hypnobirthing instructor as well. Yeah, that's right. I think the word niche is, uh, is the right word. Yes. Awesome. Okay. So I would love to know about your birthing experience and how you used hypnobirthing and tell, walk us through what that process looks like, kind of from start to finish. What is like right. the cues that you're like, what, what is there imagery involved? Like, what does it look like? So people can be like, yes, I want to do this. I feel like it, it resonates with me. Yeah. So in a way, because I've been teaching for so long, you know, my approach to birth didn't need to be changed. Right. I was uh, trust, trustful of birth and not scared, really. Mm -hmm. Of course, I had moments where I would wonder, like, okay, what is it going to feel like? Am I going to be able to do it? So you have those little spark of anxiety that come up here and there. And I think it's important to acknowledge them, allow them to be there, and just kind of release that because ultimately you can't control what's going to happen. However, you can control your birthing environment. So what I wanted was to be in the tub. That was ah. non-negotiable for me. I really thought that if I was going to stay away from an epidural or any kind of pain medication, then I needed a tub. And uh, so that was number one. Number two, I was very reluctant to give birth in a hospital. Mm -hmm. After having been a doula in New York City and seeing how sometimes my clients have been treated, you know, that was a big uh, fear for me. So we opted for a birthing center within a hospital with midwives, uh, a team of two midwives. And I actually gave birth in France uh, because I wanted to be around family for the postpartum period. And my labor started on its own, actually um, the night of the due date, which is quite rare for a first That's time off. Amazing. <laughs> yes. Um, I lost a mucus plug overnight, had some contractions, nothing major. And by morning, everything kind of tapered off. So we had a very nice day, went for a walk. And then the, that night, things started with regular contractions, regular surges, uh, maybe from like 7 p.m. I remember being at the dinner table and having to stop, stand and breathe. And that's when I realized that, yeah, you know, that probably was going to be it. Um, visualizations I had put up a bunch of stuff in my room I was listening to some recordings um, just a very calm atmosphere my husband using some massage techniques we just kind of went in our bubble and uh, things went really well around maybe 1 a.m. I really wanted to be in the tub already <laughs> so we went in the tub uh, and then my concern was that I had an hour drive to the hospital. And I know in New York, it's very common to have 45 minutes. And I know that feeling of like, you know, being in a car when you're in active labor is not fun. Mm. So around 3 a.m., we made our way and I was kneeling in the back seat. My doula was with me, massaging my lower back. That was amazing. That was really great. My eyes were closed. I was listening to some recordings the whole time. 
and uh, and that was great. Uh, when we got to the birthing center, my midwife was there. She started the tub, and I got in the tub and stayed there for quite some time until I think it was maybe seven or eight a.m. That's when I started to feel like. I'm not progressing. This is taking a long time, right? So I hit the crisis of confidence and I was very aware that this is what I was going through. Um, so my husband was really hands-on at this point and I was starting to, you know, question things a little bit. I'm also trained in spinning babies, which is a, an approach to uh, the baby's position in pregnancy. And part of me was thinking that, hmm, you know, she wasn't full in my pelvis yet. She wasn't coming down. My surges weren't getting stronger. And I expected things to be stronger and more intense, which is actually very common for hypnobirthing moms. But at the time, mm. I wasn't thinking like that. Um, so I asked my midwife to check me, and I was five, six centimeters, which I was very surprised about. I thought I was maybe still one centimeter. Hmm. Um, so that was very encouraging i was very happy with that then my water broke um the baby's position was not fully optimal yet but with the water breaking i just kind of let go even more and went back in the tub and everything went well i progressed really fast after that uh stayed in the tub and was on hands and knees most of the time and then i started pushing and unfortunately with the pushing things got very intense hmm. um, and I could feel something was wrong. My midwife let me do the instinctive pushing for a long time. I think I actually did that for maybe two or three hours and that was not fun. That's the part that really uh, was difficult. And then we found out that, you know, from my sensations and the fact that I wasn't progressing, that she was stuck. So then we transferred to the hospital and everybody was amazing. Um, and I had a vacuum. She was vacuumed out because she was really stuck. So at that point, after being, you know, 10 centimeters and pushing for three hours, I asked for uh, an epidural. And everybody was very supportive. The doctor who did the vacuum uh, really listened to what I wanted and what I didn't want. And at that point, I really didn't want to have an episiotomy, right, which is the standard for when you have a vacuum. And she listened to my wishes and was able to, you know, get her out in maybe 10 minutes. And uh, we did skin to skin right away. Um, they waited for the placenta to come out. I was able to bring her to the breast right away. So, you know, it was very positive. There were moments of doubts. There were moments of serious intensity. Mm. <laughs> Um, but I felt heard and, and I think that's the most important thing is that no matter what turn your birthing takes, you feel like you've been heard and supported every step of the way. So, um, even though obviously I didn't want to have a vacuum and I, you know, didn't want her to be stuck and, um, I feel very positive about, about the birth. And that's also what hypnobirthing is about, right? Is that no matter what turn your birthing takes, you walk away feeling that um you know you did everything you could and no regrets right i don't think that starting parenthood with regrets is, is a good thing right <laughs> definitely not wow 
That was an amazing birth story. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank, Thank you. you. So I have one question about this. What are the instinctive pushes that you mentioned? So it's really uh, your body takes over, right? The surges take over and there is a point where um, your body starts to push on its own, right? So in hypnobirthing, we don't do the guided pushing. We just wait for your body to push, which yeah. is usually very effective. And yeah. I remember after like a while of doing that, I was like, mm, this is not happening. There's something going on here. And there was, but right. she was never in distress. So we were good. good. I think that's a, that's a big distinction, right? Between what you see typically normal mm-hmm. activity in the hospital is like push, push, push. But I right. think what I, I, the reason why I asked you is because I figured that that was probably just listen to your body and push when you're supposed to push as opposed to just keep pushing. Because that's when people get tired and right. then their pelvic floor is doing the opposite of pushing. Yes. Now it's contracting because it's so tired. It's just closing off because it's just shutting down, right? Absolutely, yeah. And, uh, you know, we do talk a lot about that in the classes that, you know, you need to relax the pelvic floor in order for the baby to come down. And I'm sure you see it in your uh, postpartum visits. Um, You know, it can create a lot of of damage when people don't push following their body's lead. Unfortunately, very often when there's an epidural early on, women might not have this instinct. Um, sometimes if you lower the epidural medicine, you the instinct does kick in and then, um, you know, the pushing doesn't take long, obviously. Yeah. So I think that's that's important thing to note for people who are listening, who, you know, are planning on, you know, giving birth in a more natural way to, even if it's in the hospital, just still think about that, Right. That yeah. the body is designed like we're literally designed <laughs> in yes. a machine-like way to make this work perfectly as it has done for thousands of years women have been giving birth so it's really not as complicated and as technical as it needs to be it can actually be as simple as listen to your body and push the baby out <laughs> as you're listening and even exactly push I feel like sometimes people get a little confused push right. doesn't always mean strain with the hardest might at all times pushing sometimes just means relaxing and letting go yes i mean that was very much my experience like you you can't control those pushes anyway you just have to work with them so you cannot do anything else other than what your body's doing at that moment so um but it's rare that birthing people are you know allowed to kind of bear down or to follow that instinct it's unfortunately very much controlled in the hospital and yes, that's what we see on TV, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Do you have any other words of wisdom? Anything else that you would like to share about your work and what you do to the audience? I mean, again, I'm very excited to, to get back to work, um, bringing my, my experience into it. I think I was passionate before. Mm-hmm. And I think now I'm at a different level of passion for birth and birth work. Um, and yeah, I just wish for birthing people to have a positive birth and have a supportive team. Those are the two most important things. Even if it's a cesarean, even if it's an induction or, you know, feeling heard and supported is, is truly everything. 
Yeah, I think that sums it up really well. I think it can be a really stressful time and we can make it as stressful as we want it to be, but we can also look back and prepare as much as we can, but also realize that some of it is out of our hands, like in your case, and just being calm right. in the process, not feeling regretful or afraid or upset. And just know that as long as you and baby are healthy and you know everything is normal at the end, that process is just what it's going to be. Yes, I think, absolutely. I think it's great that hypnobirthing can help people come to that realization um, and really prepare in a more positive way. Well, that's great. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's really great hearing about your birth story. And I'm, you know, in a way, it's also nice to hear that it wasn't perfect because I think some people expect that, oh, because maybe you are a birth professional, that you have a perfect birth. But the truth is that we don't all have perfect births and that's okay. Right. It's, it's the process. And I think that you sharing that can reach out to a lot of women who are, you know, fearful of this or maybe who have gone through this and who are just regretful or afraid of what will happen and just know that it's okay and that there are techniques out there that can guide you to making it a better experience regardless of what it is. Kind of like life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think the, the whole idea of perfect birth is something people have to let go of in a sense that the birth of my daughter was not what I had planned, but it was perfect in the sense that um, it just was what it was supposed to be and there was no um, regrets and there was support all along the way. And in that sense, her birth was perfect. Yeah, I love it. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Maeva. It was really a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having me. And you are working in the New York area, so is there a way that people can reach out to you should they ask any questions or want to work with you in the future? Yeah, I'm slowly going back to work. I'm now seven weeks postpartum, so um, you know, started teaching classes three times a week, and people can find my information on my website, uh, Hypnobirthing and Law. Great, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope everyone gained a lot of new information out of this episode. Please subscribe and review the show. It means the world. I can't wait for you to listen to the next episode.